0: Shanghai Chronicles, hey, Shanghai Chronicles, hey, Shanghai Chronicles, hey. hey, 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 pop it cuz it's Shanghai Chronicles, hey, pop it cuz it's Shanghai, Shanghai Chronicles, hey, I got the tea, I got the tea, I got the tea, if you don't pop it with me, he, I got the tea. I got the tea at Shanghai. I got the tea at <inaudible> Shanghai. Chronicle. Hey. Shanghai. Chronicle. Shanghai. Damn America. Twerk it something. What you won't do? I got the tea. Shanghai. Chronicle. Shanghai. Chronicle. Hey. Twerk it twerk it, twerk, it, twerk it. twerk it. Shanghai. Hey. Chronicle. Shanghai. Chronicle. Shanghai. Chronicles. Shanghai. good people welcome to Shanghai Chronicles episode 116 recess okay y'all we've been quarantined for almost three months okay we don't know when we are gonna get out the house but over the weekend people have been out and I'm gonna cuss y'all aces out okay because y'all been hard-headed okay and y'all really thought it was recess time so of course like we always do we have so much to discuss about the show so let's get into the show So damn America, Uh, stay at home orders have been lifted and we are out. So, you know, I titled the show Recess because people were out this weekend, people. I know the weather was nice. I know the weather is starting to change. Summer is around the corner and everybody's just sick of being in the house. People want to be out, be around other people. I get it. But the fact of the matter is you you people are out and you're out without protection. You're not doing social distancing, you're not, you know, wearing masks. And this is my whole thing with this. If you if it's too hot to wear a mask, then you don't need to be outside. Point blank simple. And the videos that I've seen this weekend in Baltimore, big crowds, and DC, big crowds, because it's hot outside, and niggas is doing nigga shit. Okay, y'all out here racing cars, y'all out here just standing on the block, like niggas stand on the block every day, you know, and then some of the people that are standing on these blocks, y'all live with elderly people. So people that you live with, you're, you know, contracting them to the virus because you don't know if you've been around somebody that you were hanging outside with who had the virus and nobody has no fucking protection. The last video i seen in Baltimore, it was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. It was disgusting. And, you know, it's funny. We made memes about it, this, that, and the third. But the fact that this virus is killing all African Americans the most and hitting us the most, you would think that we would be the ones that will really take this serious and be in the house. And, you know, at first, you know, I was saying, like, you know, it's not just... You know, the blacks, all races is out. All of them are doing it. Everybody is out. But now that like certain things had opened back up that white people do enjoy, you know, certain counties, the rural counties and things like that and rural places, you know, white people are out and they're out. Some of them protecting themselves, and then some of them, of course, they're not going to show us that narrative on TV because right now all they know is that the viruses are are harming Black people. So all the Blacks are going to be shown out, you know, not doing any social distancing, not wearing any masks. Like, what exactly do you need? Like, I understand people want to be outside, people want to be around other people. They're just sick of the house, but we ain't even less. Three months, like we didn't even la- we didn't even last that long. We didn't even last that long, and some of the stay-at-home orders just got lifted, and people just couldn't wait. They just couldn't wait. It, it 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 was like pretty much like it was a recess moment. Like we had recess, they let us out for a couple of hours, and we're gonna be right back in, and we're gonna be right back in because the numbers are gonna go up. The you know there's testing sites there now. People talking about. They don't even want to get tested. You know, it's just crazy things and crazy shit with this virus. And I just feel like as black people, yet again, if nobody in this world is going to look after you or look after your family or look after this race... We have to be the people to do that because they're not looking after us they're not looking to give us resources they're not looking to to give us help um, help nothing they just know that we're the ones that 's outside and we're the ones dying and this is the bad thing about it is even though you know it's saying it's hitting people hard who have you know other uh, health complications, some of you young people. And I had this discussion with my friend and my mom. Some of the young people don't even go to the doctor. Some of y'all don't even have a primary care doctor. So you don't even know what's going on with your health. You don't know if you have asthma. You don't know if you're diabetic. You don't know if you have a heart problem. You don't know any of that because some of y'all don't even go to the doctor. So you can be catching this virus and not showing any symptoms and then passing and passing and passing along. It was so many people outside. So many people outside, and it it was just unbelievable, unbelievable and you know when I seen all the videos and all the memes and you know everything, I was just like okay th- this is crazy, this doesn't make any sense and here y'all done the the state need money." They trying to get people with unemployment and y'all got them bringing out the helicopters and shit on the weekends for shit because y'all don't want to do no social distancing. Y'all don't want to be in the house. We got niggas over here playing dice. We got people walking through with cups like it looked like a literally it looked like the CI double the CI tournament came early in Baltimore this weekend because it was packed. It was packed. It was packed. And. You know, I know Hogan is probably somewhere shaking his fat ass head. I know the mayor is probably disgusted. I will be disgusted as well. I really would. And I think it when once it probably won't hit people until they see the military and shit pull up. And then, you know, y'all going to start crying and shit. And then, you know, once... Uh, pookie or, or your auntie or somebody died then you want to do all these rest in pieces and shit no you should have been resting a piece in your ass in the house i get it it's nice it's tempting it's beautiful outside you could have went for a walk you could have went for a drive you could have sat outside on your balcony these people were everywhere 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 and it was quite ridiculous it was disgusting and I was just appalled appalled and you know if we're gonna try to defeat this situation we have to defeat it together as one because you can guarantee that all the other races they're together as one and I'm sure that they're not showing exactly what everyone else is doing but of course they have to they've already made us the narrative behind this virus that we are the main ones getting it And then you just proved them wrong by showing the narrative that you can't keep your fucking ass inside. Like, come on. If you can't be outside in a mask and it's too hot, don't take your ass outside. If you can't be outside and be six feet apart from somebody, don't go. Like... It's probably, yes, okay to go to gatherings, but you want to make sure that these gatherings are protected. You want to make sure that people are wearing masks. You want to make sure that people are six feet because you can still do that and still have a good time. The shit that I've seen in Baltimore, this is shit that y'all do every single day and you couldn't go one weekend without doing it. One weekend without doing it. This is the shit that y'all do every day. Every day. It come a time and a place when this hood shit gotta go. And I don't even know if it's just, I don't even know if it's hood shit or just people are just, I don't know. I don't know. Some people may say, oh, you know, this is a government thing. The government is controlling you. You know, it's not about a government thing. If anything, it's about do you cherish your life? Do you cherish, you know, your grandmother's life, your aunt's life? Like, do you cherish that? If you don't, then it's quite sad. It's sad. So, you know, these stay-at-home orders been lifted. I mean, Georgia. In Georgia, it was a mess. So, with their stay-at-home order, let me tell you about them. They didn't open up everything. So, come to find out, the government of Georgia, he issued an apology After the Georgia Public Health Department chart wrongfully reported a downtrend in the coronavirus cases. So he's looking at the chart and he's thinking that, you know, the numbers are going down. We can reopen everything. He didn't even really go into no stages. He just reopened. So, basically, what had happened was the state of Georgia made it look like the COVID cases were going down by putting the dates out of order on the chart. So, like, May 5th was followed by April 25th, and back to May again. Whatever made it look like a downslope. And that was not the case. It was never down. There were no cases down. Everything is going high, 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 high. And, you know, in Georgia, predominantly Atlanta, all Blacks, you know. So, it, it, it it's just... It, <sighs> It's a, it's amazing. And I feel like at this point, everything is in God's hands. Everything is left up to him. If God wants the places to reopen, they will reopen. If God wants you outside, he'll, you know, put you outside and he'll put you outside safely. Y'all niggas was just out there just to be outside. Just to be outside because it was 80 degree weather. Just to be outside. Like there's, you know, like, come on, can we at least, at least. At least and and I'm not saying that this is not gonna happen again because I know it will, because if they if if they keep extending it and extending it, extending it, this is gonna be like this all summer, I'm sure. But there's a ways that we can prevent that this will get another extension that this will go into summer. If you just do what you're supposed to do, it's not that hard. If you can't if you can't be outside and have a mask on cuz it's too hot, don't go outside. If you want to be outside so bad, go outside after the sun go down and but still have your fucking mask on. Like what exactly are you doing outside? But standing on the fucking corner. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I get it, you know, I'm I'm trying to get it, but I I don't get it. So, you know, it was disgusting. It was annoying. It it just was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I mean, it was all over Baltimore, Philly, Ocean City, like everywhere. And people had no protection, no nothing. People was just out. Out like the virus just disappeared in the oceans or something. Like, it, it was a mess. It was a mess. But, you know, to each his own, um, everyone has grown. I, I, I can't tell people, you know, what to do and what not to do. I can only go and voice my opinions about it. And my opinion is that it was disgusting. It was terrible. It was ridiculous. Um. So on that other Damn America topic, we have, do we agree with Candace Owens' most recent tweet? So Candace Owens is a Republican um conservative she's a young conservative and she had some tweets out about the guy who got shot in Georgia with jogging and these two white men shot him because they tried to say he was robbing a home and you know a lot of videos came out the home was under construction even I when I saw the video was trying to figure out you know what is he actually doing in there why is he in the building site what is he looking for Doesn't like he took anything there's nothing in, he- in here for him to steal um She felt with her tweets um, that we don't have the same energy, black people, when people of our own race, you know, get shot by other black Americans. So pretty much she tweeting was like black America when nine year old Tayshaun Lee is lured from a basketball court down an alleyway and shot dead by a black gang member crickets black America when a repeat burglar is shot dead after breaking into a home racism injustice protests our culture is a joke so the thing about this is that we don't know what he was doing in the home we don't know if he was robbing a home we will never know because now he is shot dead and at the end of the day he is innocent because the law says you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And then on top of that, we won't be able to get to hear his story because these two men decided to take his life away from him, all because they assumed that they were helping the community. Now, one thing I do want to say is with this tweet that she tweeted, she is right in the sense where, you know, there is a double standard here because when things go on in black communities, whether it's a young p- person getting shot or gang or gang violence or whatever, hood violence, whatever. We are never outspoken. We never say anything. We brush underneath the rug. We give that person a rest in peace. We don't give them no hashtag. We don't give them no posters. We don't give them no march. We don't give them anything. But when we get... Into situations with the other races and other counterparts, that's when we feel like we need to do a revolution, we need to revelize, we need to step up, we need to do that, this, that, and the third. And it's just like you know, we need to have that same energy all around because we need to make sure that people understand that in our communities, this is not okay. This is not okay that we keep gunning down our black brothers and sisters. This is not okay that we have black-on-black violence. Because at the end of the day, this is where majority of the races look at us as you know we can kill our own with no problem there's no repercussions no nothing and I feel as though that's why they feel that they can do these things and get away with it because they already see this is happening amongst us with each other so I do agree with that uh you know narrative she put there and then you know of course she made some narratives some more um opinions accusations you know then she you know the thing about it is she's not saying or she's not uh, uh, she's definitely not I'm not taking that she she's not you know she's saying that she's not insulting his death um, she's saying that his death was justified. She, So she basically said, I made absolutely no statement insulting that his death was a justified end. She said she's simply attacked in the mainstream stupidity that he was just a jogger who was hunted for no reason other than being black. She wrote to her followers. So pretty much she's just saying like the media is making this to appear as if you know he was jogging. They shot him because he was a jogger, and they shot him because he was black. And you know she went into even say like, well, you know when you're jogging, who's wearing khakis, who's wearing this. You know she went into those type of narratives, those type of um, that those type of um. You know, describing him, adjectives, and, you know, regular people who run, yeah, they're not wearing khakis and stuff. So, you know, she has some point to that aspect. And then, you know, she does it to say that uh, Black America needs to get real and stop believing there's always a race narrative that underlines everything. Neighbors recognized him. They called the cops, and then two people fatally attempted to take the law into their own hands. That's all. Now, what she's saying to that is this we need to pretty much look into what our citizen laws pretty much. So pretty much what she's saying is that those guys based off of the law, I believe in Georgia are doing their doing their they're doing their citizen right, I guess you could say. So pretty much in Georgia, it probably gives them the right to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, at the end of the day, everything does not have to be about race. We understand that. We know that. But there are situations where it looks it, it, it brings off of that, it brings that narrative because here this guy is, he's young, he's in the neighborhood, whether he was jogging, running, whatever. You have these two white guys that's in this pickup truck, they have rifles, guns, and they're pretty much tagging along and chasing him because there is a video out that shows him going to this um destination and then they're showing the car following him this many miles that many miles you know so it's just like okay were they really looking at their neighborhood or were they hunting him because this sounds like a whole never george zimmerman story you know he talking about he though um neighborhood watch and all these other things and then here this guy is they're acting like their neighborhood so the two things are too you know are too similar and the thing about it is i'm not saying or justifying any of her tweets because those are her opinions but when it comes to the black-on-black crime that she did mention, I I totally agree with that because we cannot sit around and make it seem like that the violence that goes on in our unprivileged and poor neighborhoods are exceptional and this is what, you know, goes on, this is the hood, you know, those are the type of excuses we get. But we don't never fight for that person. We don't never fight to try to change the neighborhoods. We never fight to, you know, make sure that person is... That, you know, that doesn't happen to that person again, or you know, none of that. We never really look into it. And you know, we just have to do better when it comes to that because I'm guarantee you, people look at that and they feel as though, like, oh, well, you know, the blacks don't be carrying they out here shooting each other, so what the fuck, you know, they they think that's a pass for them, and we can't keep giving them passes. We have to change that narrative, and I think you know, by her uh Voicing that and you know, thinking and letting her opinions be known. Maybe there are some other people that feel the same way that she does and just are afraid to, you know, even speak up or say anything. And because you know, this situation right here, a lot of people are afraid to really voice what they're actually thinking because they don't want to get shot down, they don't want to get ridiculed, and they don't want to. Have people look at them some type of way because they're not agreeing what's in front of them. And it's okay to not... Agree with what you've been presented, but sometimes you do have to think about everything that comes with it. Yes, she has great points, but in the other end, we're talking about somebody who was young, 25, life taken away from him just because what he was looking at in a construction site, he was visiting a construction site. There's nothing in there for him to take, the house was completely empty, and you know, we will never know why exactly he was there in that house. We don't know if maybe he was looking. Looking to build on his own or maybe he was into construction maybe he you know just wanted to see what the house would actually look like you know I don't know but the only person who would know this would be Aubrey and we would never get his story we would never know exactly what was happening that day we would never know and we would never know what was happening with Trayvon Martin and you know, George Emmer. We would never know these things because these people are not alive today to even utter and tell their story. And this is when now, when she mentioned about citizen laws, this is where now the time since you've been quarantined and you see what has been happening, your governors of your states are the ones that are making these uh laws and are making these um stay at home orders so you would think that you would be researching them and you'll be trying to get to know them better and try to get to know who exactly is um representing the state that you're in who's making these actual laws who's making these things um okay for people like these two men to do you know who who is behind all of this so you would think that people would you know study this information i highly recommend people to study it because this is the time to really get into the politics of your state and with different things unfolding just like what happened in um with that young lady with a gun, uh, 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 raid at her house. And she actually worked, um, like MedStar or in, in another guy, I think that was like her boyfriend or something. He never had a charge, never got in trouble, had a license, firearms to him, everything. Police arrested him and they went were wrong in the whole situation. So, you know, these are the times that you have to kind of research and look at what is being done in your state. And the only thing that I commend Candace with is, you know, being vocal, having that conversation, bringing that conversation. Conversation to light because she's doing that because there are some blacks out here that refuse to even bring up that conversation because they don't want to be seen as or labeled as and it's okay if you don't always have the same opinions as the opinions that are being distributed you know that are being distributed from the media or being distributed from this activist or that activist it's okay if your opinions are different but at the end of the day um she you know she's a young conservative and there are other other conservatives that do not agree with her they do not uh Value, you know, the same uh, opinions that she has, and that's fine, you know, that's fine. But I understood where she was coming from when she made the whole uh narrative about the uh, black violence on black violence, I understood that and I appreciated it, I really did. And it really, you know, spoke some volume. So, hey, um, so you know, people, if you want to be at home, if these stay at home, you know, be outside, if these stay at home orders have been lifted, please make sure you're going outside with some type of protection. If you can't be out in the heat with the mask on, don't go. Okay. Just keep your ass in the house. That's, that's all you got to do. Just keep your ass in the house. Uh, So for our rising star, we have Nicholas Johnson. So uh, Nicholas Johnson, he is going to be the valedictorian he's the first black valedictorian in princeton university history 274 year history uh so he is a canadian student student that major majored in research and financial engineering um he said it feels empowering to be Princeton's first black valedictorian. It holds special significance to him, practically given Princeton's historical ties to the institution of slavery. He said he hopes that this achievement motivates and inspires younger black students particularly those interested in STEM fields. Uh, the graduating senior, his favorite moments at school were those spent with close friends and classmates engaging in stimulating discussions over often late at night about their beliefs, the cultures and environments in which we were raised, the state of the world and how we plan on contributing positivity, positivity to it in our own unique way. Uh, so shout out to... Um, Nicholas Johnson I think that is beautiful I know Michelle Obama shouted him out and I, I love it so he is our rising star he is Princeton's class of 2020 Valley Victorian so shout out to him uh so let's get into the twerk something segment y'all we're getting into talk something segment a little bit early um I didn't want to go in too deep with the Candace Owens thing um but I, I understood some of her tweets, like I said before, and some of them were just outrageous, outlandish. But I was trying to, you know, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt to see where she was coming from. And I got some of it. Uh, so with us first on this segment, listen, it's a lot of shit that's been happening in Hollywood. Even though, you know, some stay-at-home orders are lifted, the people are still going in, okay, still tripping. Um, the virtual reunion for Real Housewives of Atlanta part two came on this weekend and it was crazier than part one. It was a lot of screaming, yelling. We saw Candy and Nene go at it. Um, Candy birthday was yesterday. Nene gave a little cute shade post, but Candy came back with a post. You know, the shade is crazy. Uh, the thing about Atlanta, and I know I saw somebody tweeted this and I agree with them. This cast needs this franchise of Atlanta needs a whole new cast i said this last week and i'm gonna say it again this cast needs to go we need a new cast You know, I had the Portia. We thought Portia and Kenya were going to be cool at the beginning of the season. And things shifted with them because Portia is trying to make sure she secures a peach, secures her check. You understand what I'm saying? And she would do any and everything to make sure that happens. These receipts that she thought she had on Kenya didn't, you know, didn't make any sense. Didn't see them, you know. Tanya's on you know, on there acting like she didn't know about the cookie lady. When come to find out she did know about the cookie lady, so she knew the cookie lady was gonna be coming around. You know, so it's just certain things, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like this a franchise needs new faces. New people need to come. I mean, I even enjoy what Shamari was on there, even though they talked about her like a dog, you know, talked about how she dressed and all this other stuff. It is just a lot. And the franchise is, you know, at this point is beyond. And then, you know, NeNe, she thinks she's the head of H.I.B.C. And, you know, she left the reunion and then she gives us this long ass post as to why she left. And it's just a lot for unnecessary reasons and nobody has the time nobody has the energy and they just need a new cast they just need new faces new people need to come new things need to occur and that's just what it needs to be and at the end of the day I I, I enjoyed the shade it was good but it just comes to a point where it's just like blah you know all the other franchises it it, it, it has their you know it's different it's very different but the Housewives of Atlanta. I'm just not. I'm just really over it. Over it. It needs to go. It, it. It. The cast needs to be stripped and it needs to go. And I'm sure if the cast is stripped, everyone would be perfectly fine. I'm sure they would. But it. It really needs a uh, makeover. Needs a serious makeover. Uh. So. you know last week a lot of people on twitter were going in on chloe because you know it was talking about she may be pregnant and people was like girl how you can be pregnant by a nigga that dogged you out you need to apologize to jordan woods and i was on that train okay I understood My friend told me that people out here are having babies just to co-parent. And I couldn't believe that shit. Because I hope it's just not having babies just to co-parent. Who the fuck wants to just have a baby just to co-parent? I would would think that most women want to have babies because they want to have a family. They want to be loved. You know, certain things like that. Things that they didn't get from their childhoods with their parents. So... It comes to find out that Tristan Thompson is sneaking around getting a paternity test from a girl that he had sex with, I think, before Chloe. I don't know. She has a kid, and those are floating around. So, this is the thing. So, even though Chloe was on the show and she talked about how her and Tristan probably wanted to have another baby, she went to go check on her eggs. She told Tristan about the appointment, all of that. Okay, this is the thing, too. Like, girl, he cheated on you while you were not months pregnant you kicked out a family friend because apparently they were hicking up but really and truly your nigga just ain't shit you just got a fuck boy for a baby father and I feel like you do need to apologize to this girl even though I have said that I feel that Jordan did whatever she did because she was sick of being in Kylie's limelight and I think Kylie even knows that as well and I think that they still conversate on the low and I think that they still support each other on the low. And I think that Chloe knows that as well. But of course, people want to see Chloe give that girl an apology because they embarrassed the shit out of that girl so bad when everything went down. And at the end of the day, Tristan is just the nigga that ain't shit. And. They trying to, like, cover up the DNA test and all this other stuff. But you know what's so funny? The person that you don't hear nothing from and the person that's living life and just sitting back and just keep, keep having a good time, is the first baby mother, okay? The first baby mother ain't thought. She don't need the drama. She's still looking cute. She got her son. Ain't thought, okay? And I'm sure Tristan is paying her money to keep it hush and t- to be cute, okay? But, hey, it is what it is with that. It's, you know, it's quite messy, but it's, it's fucking, it's fucking TV. You know, this is reality TV. This is what you get. Like, how can you not escape this? You know? So shit plays out and, you know, and she, Chloe's like, oh, I rarely get on here. Girl, you're on the internet every day. You're working out. You're tweeting. You're doing shit. You're on it. Okay. You're on the, you're on the internet. So don't think that you're not, you're on the internet. Um, I know I talked about Takashi Six Nine, and you know him trolling and being a snitch, and now he coming at Snoop Dogg and he putting Snoop Dogg receipts out there. And it's just like no, not Uncle Snoop. That's the fucking tree you don't want to bark on, okay? Because Uncle Snoop will have that ass killed, okay? If you're not, if you're not. <laughs> you had to play your cards right um i think Six 69 is just doing trolling ass shit i think he's just a troller he will always be a troller like that would never go away from him he will always be known as that person who trolls so the thing about this is too is that with him It's like, okay, now you're just doing a little bit too much. Now you're being extra. Like, now you're bringing his wife in it. We all know that Snoop cheats on the wife. The wife accepts it. She says she, I don't know, she came out and said she didn't have no problem with it. I do not know. But, you you know, now you bring him in problems into his household. And I think that's a little, you know, skeptical. It's a little corny. It's whack. And you just need to fall back, my brother. Like, for real. But I love it. I love the shade. I love the cartoons that's coming. I love the post. I love all of that. All of that gives me life. Okay? It gives me life. Gives me life. Um. So, of course, the verses on Saturday was Ludacris versus Nelly. And, of course, I was just like, shit, who's going to win this battle? Ludacris got some hits. Nelly got some hits, okay? Got some bangers, okay? That Country Grimmon album, like, get some shit. So of course the memes were hilarious. I think Ludacris really won this, but I think Nelly would have did extra would have did really good too if his Wi-Fi wasn't fucked up and I really couldn't enjoy myself because his wi-fi was a mess. But Just looking at the songs that they played, I didn't know how much I love Ludacris. Like Ludacris had some bankers back in the day and he had so many good songs that everyone loved Luda. Like I forgot all about Ludacris. Like I really forgot that he had every song that he played on Saturday. Like, it was just ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. It was a good-ass battle. And, of course, you know, now people are like, oh, well, who should battle next? Of course, people were saying, like, Usher and Chris Brown. And the thing about it is people were saying, like, oh, that wouldn't be in the same category. But, I mean, they have hits. Like, if we're talking about hits, if we can go song for song, they can go song for song for three hours and it be nonstop hits for the both of them. For the both of them. And of course, when Swiss was asking Usher, you know, they was like, Oh, how about Nikki and Little Kim? And he made a comment was like, you know, Nikki is a product of Little Kim, which is true. She, it, which is true. Little Kim has. You know, change the fashion game when these girls come out. Everything. Like, he didn't lie. So, of course, the barbs went in and went crazy on him. But he was just stating facts. And I appreciate the facts. I love that he was stating the true facts and he didn't give a fuck. And that's just what it is. Like, he was keeping it real. These bitches are products of Little Kim. And, you know, at the end of the day, people, they just feel that he... I think, you know, did too much. Why did he do all of that? He didn't have to do all of that. He didn't have to go that far. Blah, 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 blah. But I think he did what some people were already, you know, saying. Like, she is a product of Little Kim. Like, there's no doubt about that. Like, she basically does everything that Little Kim has done. And. It is what it is. Um, So another thing, too. So I also saw that um, Brandy versus Monica. So apparently she stated that Brandy was stating that, you know, she heard that Monica didn't want to do the versus battle. She didn't want to uh, be on the, you know. She didn't want to do it. So when I listened to the interview and I listened to what Monica had said, I understood what she was saying. Then some of it, I was just like, okay, damn, Monica, like, why you don't want to do it? And um, she um, pretty much was just saying she doesn't feel like bringing up shit that happened. Like, you know, pretty much I feel like Monica didn't want to bring it back up the drama, Um, she didn't want to bring back up their little beef that they had because there was some beef, um, with them. Um, Monica and Brandy back in the day, they did have some beef. I don't know what the beef was about. I don't know. Brandy started it. I'm not sure. I really don't remember, but I just know that their versus battle will be a good one. And I always, and of course I want to know like who would actually be able to play The Boy Is Mine, because I mean, that's both of their song. It's a hit. But I honestly feel like, too, like there is something there that happened between them that we just never got into in the years growing up. And I don't know if it's because the whole Boy Is Mine song or what it was, but I feel that Monica just is like, listen, I'm in a different space in my life. I don't want the drama. I don't need this. I don't need that. You know, this is how it needs to be. Uh, It is what it is whatsoever. So I'm not sure uh exactly, you know, why she didn't want uh to really do it. But the explanation that Brandy gave, it was just like, eh. Okay, like okay, Monica just says she don't want to do it, blah blah blah, but I feel like it was more to that, but I mean who knows? Um also so listen Fat Joe uh show fat Joe show is really good on Instagram. Um I tuned into it. I watched the repeat of it with him having Ashanti on there and he got some tea, baby, because he was giving Ashanti some tea. Tea that Ashanti ain't know nothing about. And I was just like, hmm, okay. So Ashanti basically is J Lo's ghostwriter, pretty much. She wrote songs for J Lo. She wrote Ain't It Funny. Like everybody knows that. Everybody, you know, listened to that song. Everybody knew, you know, what happened in that song. Uh, Puff Daddy thought the song was about him, and it's like, boy, it's not always about you, P. Diddy, calm down. You know them Scorpios, they always think shit is about them, and it was just like, okay, Fed Joe is, I'm liking this. See, during quarantine, you, you're you getting to know these celebrities a little bit more. You're getting to know exactly, you know, what they're about, this, that, and the third, and I am loving loving kelly Rowland, fat joe tori lane like i'm liking everyone because they're just like really seeing a whole different side of them they're opening up they're just a little bit different and i appreciate the realness i appreciate you know the the tea you know fat joe was giving some good tea to ashanti and ashanti did include some rumors of she said that she never messed with ja rule but every I don't think people really thought that she messed with Ja Rule. I always thought that she had messed with Irv Gotti. And I think they did bring that up. And I think they brought it up because I think Irv Gotti kind of brought it up when he was on the Wendy Williams show. But I'm not 100% sure. But I never got the impression that she messed with Um. Uh, ja Rule. I never got that at, at all. I don't know why people got that, but I I never got that, so I I don't really know, you know, where that came from or whatever. Um, but it it was pretty good. It it was it's a cute show. Um, what else? I also saw too that um, Magoo was trending. Um, on Twitter For like Remember Magoo He was in a group With Missy, Elliott And Timberland he used to rap Or whatever People was coming at him Talking about You know He was a bad rapper da, da, da. I appreciated his rapping Back in the day Because it went with The flow of the songs His voice was different It was unique And I, I liked Magoo And Timberland I did Like Magoo Was that man Just like Silk the Shaka Was that man Back in the day With No Limit Like if we can bring Everything back in the 2000s The 2000s was shit Right now in 2020 on some real shit like if people that were in the 2000s are on their shit and on their game they were shit on everybody so all their little tweets was magoo he not a good rapper bullshit magoo is that nigga okay he was that nigga and y'all know he was that nigga so i'm not sure why y'all thought otherwise but hey um then before we close out this work something segment um We have Mimi. So Mimi said she took a pay cut. She took 150k pay cut on Love & Hip Hop because she wasn't about to bring any drama. Her girlfriend doesn't want no drama. I feel like Mimi needs to let the show go. It's It's not her cup of tea anymore. She's have grown everything. The situation with her and Stevie are different. Jocelyn, everything is different. So like really, if you have to take a pay cut because you don't have any drama, that should let you know something. Like, I think that in her video of her talking about the pay cut, she should have been also saying like, look, this is probably gonna be my last season. I don't have any interest. I don't have, I'm not on the same page as some of these girls. They're sitting up here arguing about who's the fuck is Miss Lana and shit. Like, no, you know, based off when Mimi was first on the show till now, it has changed. When you look at previous clips, the past seasons with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, it was good. It was entertaining. It was great. Now it's just like they didn't got these bitches from around the way, and they arguing about around the way beef on television. Like, who the fuck cares? Nobody cares about being some like being Miss Atlanta. Like, who cares about that? Who is even arguing about that? You know what I'm saying? Like. Who does that? And Mimi, the fact that you had to take a pay cut for a reality TV show, child, you could do so much more with your time. Like, you and your girlfriend could probably get a spinoff. You and your girlfriend can do something because I'm sure she has fans just being on the show, whatever. You don't even need this show. So, I'm just confused as to why she would even, you know, need the show for anything. But, hey, that's just me. So, um... Damn, we yeah, got so much um so the last dance finale with um Michael Jordan. I love the series. It was dope. It was amazing. Now, I hope people will stop the conversation that LeBron is up there with Michael Jordan because I don't see the comparison. I don't see it at all. I don't know how people see it. I don't know where they're getting it from. But Michael Jordan is a whole different type of goat. He's a whole different type of human when it comes to basketball. And there's no comparison. I enjoyed every single episode. Every single episode, I loved it. It brought back childhood memories. Like, it it was good. It was perfect. And I don't understand exactly how LeBron gets into that. You know, I'm not a LeBron fan. I don't have a favorite basketball team, but I have players. And LeBron is not one of them. He bitches. He complains. Jordan, Jordan was out there... Playing basketball with the fucking food poisoning. Food poisoning. Okay? Food poisoning. Scottie Pittman was out there playing with a back injury. Like, there will be no other team like the Chicago Bulls was in that era. And that's hands down. No other team. None. None. And that's not even for the debate. Like, if you want to have a debate with that, come on. Really? There's no debate. No. No debate. Um. That's really it with the Twerk Something segment, y'all. I mean, Romeo had a thing with growing up hip-hop production, but that's just like a whole like thing, pretty much. He pretty much called out production just pretty much like Damon Dash did. But the thing about it is, people was coming at Damon Dash about it, but you know, people are coming at Romeo about it. Like, oh, you know, you signed up for a reality show, blah, blah, blah. And I think at this point, people are just valuing their selves more so and valuing their family than they care about getting these reality check, you know, checks or whatever. And some people live for it. Some people love it. Some people can't stand it. But, you know, Romeo wrote this long thing pretty much. And, you know, Angela Simmons, I always told y'all that bitch is sneaky. Something ain't right about her. You understand what I'm saying? She can. She had y'all thinking that she was a virgin, all this other shit, and then now she's she pregnant. Listen, everybody know when you had sex that very first time, it, shit happens, okay? Ain't no bitch getting pregnant. Come on, okay? Stop. But you know that's a whole another thing within itself. But Romeo posted receipts and you know long captions and posts and you know he just gave us everything I guess that we were looking for so I'm not sure um but hey it is what it is but you know uh, it's it's been a lot you know it's been a lot um I appreciate the versus battle like I told y'all it was good Ludacris was great um I just was surprised at majority of those hits that he had but hey uh, so, let's get into what you won't do. So, what you won't do, Karen, is act a fool at the Red Lobster. So, you know, we give all the white people who go out here and record things and want to act a fool, we give them the name of Karen. So, Karen gets cute. She done ate a whole meal and she want to act a fool at the Red Lobster, hitting people and shit and screaming, harassment and all this other shit. Girl, bye. Bye. How the hell are you going to eat a whole meal and then want your money back? No, you tore them damn cheddar biscuits up, okay? Ain't no money back. Ain't no money. And then another what you won't do is we have another Karen who is getting upset because the store won't let her in without a mask. So she's talking about, oh, do the HIPAA. I can't wear a mask because of my health complications. Bitch, you sound dumb. That's the point of you wearing the mask because you're at risk of what the fuck is going on, the corona, girl. And I appreciate that store standing ground telling her no no, bitch we're not gonna get shut down for you because you don't want to come in here with a mask and you want to be dysfunctional they got the nerve to record it like they're doing something wrong to her no no they're not doing any wrong to you it's you it's not them and she wants to call the corporate office she want to get a receipt and the funny thing is the guy that's outside he was cleaning the car, so He listen to michael jackson on the and she's like, oh, you happy? He was like, yeah, why not? She's like, what is it to be happy about? Girl, he happy because he alive and he got a job. He told you that he used to be a bartender. So now he working, okay? Get, stop it. Stop it, Karens. That's what you won't do, Karens. You won't do it, Karens, okay? Just because we've been let out for recess, we won't have it. We won't have it, okay? Um. So, you guys, this is episode 116, Recess. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend, even though there's not much to do, but you can always go out, walk your dog, or walk, walk. Uh, run, play basketball, whatever. As long as you're doing it safe, okay, people? Black people, please, if you want to be outside, wear a mask. If you want to have people over, have a station in your house set up where there's masks, um, gloves, hand sanitizer, Lysol, wipes, whatever. If you want to have a small gathering, just make sure you're protecting yourselves. And of course, you guys can find us on all platforms, IHeart. Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, all of that. And you just need to take your little fingers, you need to hit subscribe, and subscribe to the pod, and keep listening to the episodes, y'all, because we on 116, okay? And listen, when you go out for recess, protect yourselves, okay? Because you're going out for recess. This is what this is. This is a recess moment, okay? 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 Um, so, yet again, thank you, everyone. Tune in. Listen to all previous episodes. And I hope everyone continues to quarantine safe and you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And I'm out.